All right, we are ready to go. And Venerable, are you there? Yes, I am. And I'm happy to be here with you, Jennifer, on the line and all those who are listening in the present and in the future. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I was just uh, awaiting your wondrous teachings. So grateful for our class today. Uh Well, we are on the cusp of something wondrous. We are in the midst of a wondrous awakening. The heart-mind of the human family sees more clearly the promulgation of illusion. And uh, we begin first by recognizing there is a seed of awakened wisdom within each of us. And let us take refuge in that seed of awakened mind. And let us cultivate skillful thought, urgent action that we may see transformed the chains of shame and blame and confusion so the gemstone of wisdom is revealed in every situation. May these words remind you that your natural state is wisdom. And so today's topic is transformation of the thought forms we've outgrown. What does that mean? The death of dying of fear and delusion. As illusions dissolve, awakened activities are revealed. Well, the most important illusion is that one is powerless. Each one has direct access to the breath of life, to the elements of waters, dissolution of confusion, revelation of clarity. Each one has direct access to the mystery, direct access, whether we call it God, mind, Buddha mind, or mystery, we are not separate from it. And we are seeing it more clearly through scientific investigation of our hearts, interaction with the environment or the biological field of this place, our home on Earth. This Earth home is a collection of dreamers, and the dream and the projection of its solidity is arising within each of us. Some theorize that there is some type of being that is holding the thought and generating the dream, and that it has power over and is separate. And others begin to recognize that through direct understanding of the heart's voice, we hear we are one with this dance arising. Who is this mystery? We are the mystery. Who is the dreamer projecting the dream? That is our exploration 
for each of us to explore and find out. When thinking about the death of illusion, I also understand that illusions may have been comfortable for many. The idea that one has um, more capacity to manifest abundance and joy than another uh, is a thought, and everyone has the capacity to manifest joy and abundance. So what are the deterrents to recognizing joy? One of the first is the idea of shame and blame, uh, abdication of our spiritual connection. Uh, the shame, it has arisen through many ways, through the family's dynamics, through a comparison of one's own mind and being with others and not accepting the gifts that are present in our own lives. I suppose the first illusion to erase is the illusion of shame that gives idea to the gives energy to the idea of not good enough. Where it came from is not so important. It has actually been used as a tool to keep one in a place of forgetfulness. And that shame can accumulate in the body, in the energy centers, and certainly in one's own self-talk. And so first step, meet those thought forms that you think you are ashamed of. Even things you may have done in the past that you now have outgrown when facing these emotions and moments of the past. Forgive yourself and others and energize the commitment that you will walk with dignity and that you speak truth in this moment. And the very fact that you are present means you are worthy of experiencing joy. In the body-mind, the thoughts collect, the emotions collect, and like a magnetic attractor, draw more of such emotions. The wise practitioner calls upon the song of appreciation and explores how it is I've come here, but is the gift I possess. Perhaps others have said you are this or that, and other voices, while they can sometimes mirror the being you are, because we call each other to meet, the true voice of your wisdom nature is encoded within the heart. So how do we purify those thought forms which collect like dust and even become chemical habits. The peptides of our emotions attract 
more of the same emotion, so that chemical cascade continues. Uh, we may think that being angry or afraid is normal or exciting, and in truth, it is just a, a robe of thought and emotion that collects within the body-mind and draws more of itself forward until we choose to liberate ourselves from those thoughts of shame, pain, and blame. Why talk about shame? Uh, because many people, even in the most accomplished human being, have this hidden thought within. Uh, perhaps you did not um, reach someone you loved in time, or perhaps you said words that you would have preferred not to have said. Um, those are surface examples. And then there are deeper examples, like glaciers, that cling to the very fabric of one's being. And these are shaken away through the process of forgiveness, appreciation, and purifying. So who do we forgive? We forgive ourselves and others for what might have been, could have been, should have been. And we consider what is the ideal we choose to express in our lives. Placing attention on the ideal and affirming with prayer that one is blessed begins shaking away the pattern of dissonance with your natural, jubilant self. Who is this jubilant self? It is basically an essence of the creation, an essence of mind, an essence of the infinite being in which we are all connected. Learning to love who we are and the opportunity to be this person in this moment is an important step in removing the blinders. What blinders? The blinders that obscure recognition of our unity in the field. Well, how can I test this? How can I be sure I am part of the field may be a question you ask yourself. How do I know that creation, the universe, even notices me? Give yourself a simple test. Think of someone you have not spoken with in a while. Imagine in this moment you are speaking. You are speaking of your appreciation, what you've learned, and if you have had errors in your conversation or action, you also make apology. And invariably, within a few days, 
you will hear from them or about them. This is a simple way to acknowledge and test, is it true that as a human being, I'm connected to others through a field of energy, a field of mind? Like the dendrites, the neurons of our brain, threads reach out and threads flow in microtubules of vibration, songs of communication, unite us in the dream. When we awaken within the dream, we see what is generated and we choose to energize what is liberating, corrupting our speech of limitation, energizing the voice of celebration, and acknowledging the wisdom in each being and each situation. In the uh, world view that sometimes appears as them and us, one can think that others are doing something to us. When the wise spiritual practitioner understands that from within the heart-mind, we may transform the thought forms of aggression through the transmutation of fear, blame, anger, jealousy, doubt within our own consciousness. You say, how can this be? Can my expression of love have an impact on another part of the world? Yes. In that we are dreamers, when we feed the energy of fear, anger, and blame, then the creative potential of the mind to transform and bring about a healthy human family is hindered. So placing attention on fear uh, literally closes the heart. Recognizing the possibility of correcting the human family's errors with each other and the willingness to correct errors of body, speech, and mind in our own nature, like a tuning fork, does indeed have an impact upon the environment. I will tell you a little story, and it's an important one. Uh, many years ago, a colleague of mine uh, was creating with Ambassador John McDonald a, a multi-track diplomacy organization. And they came to visit uh, to meditate and contemplate uh, how this can bring about beneficial action in the world. And so we were in the shrine room, snow on the ground, and we heard the sound of a horse as if it was riding on cobblestones. There are no cobblestones here. 
uh, and the sound was insistent. So we opened the door, and in the midst of the winter, a green hummingbird flew into the shrine room, flew around four times, and went out the door again. And so that was a signal to Dr. Louise Diamond, Ambassador McDonald, and his wife, that yes, the universe thinks this is a good idea. I share that story with you because each of us may invite peace through the energizing of peace within our own hearts. Looking at the dynamic of the human family as an expression of wisdom beings dancing. So even the confused state of aggression, as it is transformed, it becomes compassionate and skillful activity. And we see the two faces uh, in a mirror and as we choose to energize compassionate resolution of any appearance of dissonance in our speech, our relationships, we also allow that energy to be a song, a, a hallelujah, an awakening event in the lives for many others. This idea of our emotions that I will speak about now is based upon the teachings of Guru Padmasambhava and also the Tibetan Book of the Dead. So within our own body-mind, we understand that we are composed of elements, we are composed of atoms, subatomic particles. And it has become clear to many quantum physicists that there is intelligence within even the most minute subatomic particle. Intelligence, what does that mean? That an electron here will know what is occurring to an electron far away that it was once sitting with. Um, so how is that information exchanged instantaneously? The moment we have the thought of loving compassion and making correction for what we think we are ashamed of and putting aside the projections of shame, blame, then we energize our remembrance of cooperation and the skill to transmute thought forms. So when someone is leaving this human body, 
the energy that has been inscribed uh, through the experience also uh, unwinds and reveals the wisdom potential was not ever separate from the experience. So while we may think that we are uh, simple human beings, we are indeed vast beings. And so as the body is unwinding and letting go, particularly as the energy rises up through to the heart, there is a remembrance. And like a, a child, we remember our parents. And perhaps some of you have heard when a loved one was passing away, how they become again like a child, calling upon their mothers and their fathers. And this is a reminder that it is good to be thankful for our parents and all of those who have gone on before. The life, the energy, the intelligence of the cells, the atoms, and the subatomic particles, as they unwind that information and it rises to the heart, one recalls, ah, not ever separate, always part of a dance. The dreamer awakens and sees clearly the path as it has been outlined by the emotions and the speech and the actions that many refer to as karma. Thought, emotions, magnetic attractors, energizing the energy of compassion attracts the skillful ability to transmute confused states, to reveal pathways through which aggression is transformed into skillful activity. How? Through understanding the common factor of our human experience. Like a family dynamic, there is also the dynamic of clans, nations, and our consciousness with the land and the sky. So as the heart relaxes into the memory of its luminous state, we see clearly how particular emotions and even the most distressful action has hidden behind it a potential for awakened activity. So even the energy of envy or jealousy, it can be the forgetfulness of one's own direct access, and it can be the remembrance of skillful exploration that one's wisdom and skill come forth in a way that is liberating for oneself and others. Or one may consider 
the sound of the water. Love withheld, drought upon the land. Appreciation for water and forgiveness of self and others. Sweet waters fall, nurturing the wisdom potential in every being and every situation. Earth, what can be her message? In the confused state, people may think they have dominion over the earth and the objects and may be attached to objects. Oh, when understanding the earth is a support and represents a state of consciousness that generates abundance and skillful activity that liberates by bringing what is supportive of healthy life and community. When this is understood, jewels of wisdom abundantly revealed in the center. All is in the heart center, the well of light, Oh, there is a false light. Do not be attracted. Recognize the clear light of awakened mind. A field of potential from whence all appearances have arisen. Like a projection upon a field of potential. Who is this human being that comes or goes? That human being is not separate from wisdom, from the mystery. Like a bubble arising in the curl of the ocean wave as it approaches the shore. Also, it is clear, this human being is not separate from the wave. So, when we think about the emotions as they are transforming, the courage to steadfastly observe the dissolution of the thought forms is most important. So as we replace, say, the idea of um, not good enough, or the idea that others are less worthy, or, or the idea of pride, um, the idea of scarcity, or the, the right to dominate, as these thought forms make themselves apparent, let us choose to neither energize them just to know that behind such thought forms is also an awakened potential. Example, um, many human beings uh, feel that uh, the earth is insentient and others understand that we are in a biodynamic relationship. 
So when thinking the earth is something to dominate, then people make changes to the earth that sometimes are not for the well-being of the people themselves as well as the earth. When we understand that it is a expanding planet and that even deep within her heart there is more water, whatever is needed will arise. And so this understanding of generating abundance is fed by compassion for every being. So when there is fear or greed that there will not be enough, then one obstructs the recognition of abundance. When there is the offering that may every being has what they need, offering water to the dry land with a prayer of appreciation, food to the hungry with a prayer of appreciation. In this way, the conduit is clarified, the spiraling two wheels of energy potential clearly reveal the skillful action that liberates from confusion. Life, a dance, yet we have not come from or go to any place. Here we are in this moment and in this moment. The past, present, and future are occurring. And we choose as explorers to see time as uh, a line where there is a past, a present, and a future. And also, we, through observation of subatomic particles, see that time is also a dance. How is time a dance? That to be fully present in the moment and understand the creative potential of our minds reveals tomorrow, in this moment, yesterday, in this moment, or as said often by wise folks who are asking about reincarnation. Someone goes to the Lama and asks, well, what was I in my previous life? What will I be in my next life? And you can see who you are in this moment is who you have been and who you will be. Choosing to see the projection of the idea of oneself as a discrete and separate being is like looking at the mirror. When you observe yourself in the mirror, there's your reflection. And when you 
step away from the mirror, there is the empty mirror. So the projection of I is the explorer. This appearance of I thinks more of itself and forgets its connection. So the body-mind does indeed have a self-preservation instinct to protect the explorer for sure from harm because you are carrying a precious cargo. That precious cargo is the seed of awakened mind. And the ripples that we make upon the sea, they touch many. And no matter how long one is the explorer upon the sea, when reaching the shore, there is great jubilation. So may we all reach the shore that is free from illusion. May every being reach the shore. I invite you to contemplate the heart. It's pulsing in harmony with the universe and the continuous communication. Unwrap your heart and feel the love within. As illusions fade away, behaviors outgrown, dissolve. the song. which is outgrown, dissolves, and reveals skillful methods. That which appears as limitation is dissolved. Nurturing 
the wisdom eye, the heart speech, and clear perception of things as they are. Jennifer for facilitating this exploration. I'm so Yeah. I'm so I'm so grateful that you're giving us this offering today. Yes, it's uh, that clear water that feeds so much. Would you like to take questions now? Yes. All right. So if people are on the phone, you can ask a question by raising your hand. Start to to raise your hand. If you're listening online, you can type in a question in the question box. Shan has a question here. Yes. Good morning, Venerable. Good morning, Jennifer and everyone else. Uh, Venerable, this teaching was so profound today, and the timing was just really perfect, at least for me. Um, So I really want to thank you for it. Um, Very clear and precise, and I really appreciate that. Um, I was wondering if you would speak a little bit about when you're in the process of thought forms being transformed and you have that kind of shattering experience of an illusion um, and it's it's very intense, like what um, practice, spiritual practice would you recommend? And I was wondering if you would talk a little bit about um, the spiritual practice with the black bikini. If with trauma, if you if that feels appropriate, um, that is more uh, deep teaching 
I can say the wonder of dissolution when in the moment of illusion shattering to dissolve like a baby, to put one's head upon your knees and to give thanks that you see clearly the shattering of an image. When we see the dissolution of a belief system or we've had the courage to cut away threads of confusion, to settle in, not to do anything, to be fully present in that moment of desolation. So you just sit with it until the water clears, basically. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. No, nothing to do, just to be present. And inwardly, to recognize the unwinding of the threads that are like attachment has woken a few. Yeah. And also to allow the distillation of the drops as the concepts dissolve and ultimately become an elixir. Mm-hmm. The alchemy <laughs> of the yes. transformation. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Anyone else can ask a question with star two raising their hand. And I'd like to ask a follow-up while we're waiting. Uh, just a reminder, two people can type in a question if you're listening online. Following up to that, Venerable, I, I've had many times in my life where there was that sense of shattering the illusion or the meaning that I had made, the interpretation I had made of things people did or said. And I particularly remember in my 20s feeling that my perception of my parents and our relationship feeling that shattered and not feeling completely uh, like the rug had been pulled out from under me. Many people are experiencing these kinds of things now where shifts in relationship, shifts in jobs, shift in health, and where it feels like there's an earthquake internally. And there's that temptation to keep grasping at the way the form was or to understand the meaning of it, to make meaning of it, to understand, to understand, to understand, reaching and grasping. It it seems like a natural reaction. So you're saying to be able to be still in the midst of that 
and and watch how the mind is looking to make meaning and make attachment is the way through it. It creates like a, I want to say a tunnel that of safety that you can move through the experience to the the shore. When all things appear topsy-turvy, you find a, a, a safe ground and you observe the shifting. What is there to do as we grow up? Our relationships with our parents change and it is part of this sublime dance change occurs. So do we want to hold on to what was comfortable? The habituated mind and the chemistry of comfort indeed want to hold on to what was comfortable. And even the the mind can project the the blame on someone else when not taking responsibility for one's own actions. So the person who thinks uh, that someone else needs to be an example for them uh, will not recognize the examples within them. So when we look at the dynamics of change, uh, there are uh, chemical changes in our body, like when um, the child is young, the mother produces hormones, even the father, that they want to caretake this little person. Unless there is some disturbance in their field, that is the result of unresolved confusion. So each one is responsible for their own mind and their own responses. So in the moment when we are experiencing change, to to know, ah, here I am in the dance of change. How am I doing? I'm inhaling, exhaling. It is not someone else to fix or for someone to fix me. It is to observe the emotions, which are very visceral. So, um, by grief is something very visceral. It actually um, creates protein breakdown. Uh, and so it has a smell and uh, causing aching in the muscles. So someone may want to be brave and say, oh, I will not cry, it doesn't matter, but that has happened. Um, yet the energy, because it has not been uh, seen without attachment, 
it uh, hangs on and is experienced in the body-mind in subtle ways. So even the appearance of illness is also an opportunity when explored with the mindfulness of an observer. So just by observing, things change. When we observe and we think it should be this way or that, they change and they create more reverberations. When we observe the well-being without moving to blame or shame, then we see through and recognize uh, clarity insight. So the emotions with our families are often the most powerful um, uh, instruction manuals. <laughs> the dance of family reveals the five poisons, the seven deadly sins, and also the seven heavens and five skillful methods. Um, so most importantly, it is not for someone to do for us, nor for us to do for another. It is to be fully present in the moment. Thank you. Thank you so much, Venerable. You're welcome. And for those who are listening or who will listen in the future, uh, the moment you think that someone has done something to you, then you are abdicating your uh, own ability to accomplish. Yeah, we know that there is social injustice and um, we see it in the news, we see it in many ways, and each of us is able to respond in a way that steps out of the paradigm of being a victim. So this expression of Stepping out of the paradigm also reveals where humans have uh, self-hatred and also reveals the incredible gift of compassion and the willingness to observe and call correct. So where do we put our attention? For example, um, when you're an adult and you still think 
your parents owe you something, then you don't recognize what you have. And this becomes a, um, a magnet for non-awareness and confusion. So some people think, all right, I understand my mind and analysis of the mind is a good thing. And therefore, I think that someone else should behave in a particular way. Well, in one culture, uh, grief is uh, a great display, and another, it is a parade of music. So, joy is our natural state, and let us be attentive to the ways in which joy is made manifest. So appreciation in the moment, for sure. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So helpful. We have a question from Lindsay here who writes, in my dreams, there's something I'm afraid of, something or someone I cannot see. I wake up and am usually terrified. It is like my subconscious is hiding something, the illusion of a threatening enemy. Thank you so much for this beautiful talk. Is there something you could recommend? Yes, that sense of uh, something dangerous in the dream is often a, a song thread towards awakening. So what's dangerous? Putting down the conceptualizations that we were comfortable with. What's dangerous? Meeting the full being that we are. What's dangerous? Remembering where we have been dependent and where we are independent. So I say, stand there and look danger in the eye. There's no harm. There is just something to be seen. Thank but, you. But we're approaching, say, integration of our um, ordinary view and extraordinary view, uh, the concepts and belief systems, um, they will appear frightening because we were taught to think the world is one way, and then we begin to see there is even more. So I say, stand there and look it in the eye, this concept, this thought, this energy. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And we have a question here. Christina is raising her hand. 
Thank you. I, I saw that on your website about this <clears throat> reawakening the springs, and I just was re recently reading an article saying that, at least for California, they needed more. It was more important to have snow go into the Sierras and then also rain in the northern California areas because that's where the um, storage of the water is. Yeah. Whereas in Southern California, often, although some of it goes in the ground, much of it there's no storage facility and, and tends to go into the ocean. So I was wondering, is it also good to sort of visualize that too, that it's more of the snow up there in the rain? Well, it's the simpler the better. Okay. So to visualize that, there is there are ways of appreciation rising throughout the region, and the rains will fall in the appropriate watersheds to nurture the peoples and the land. Okay. Trust. Trust that it's yeah, it's the intelligence, the divine intelligence. Yes. So is, the um, again, would it be a good dance to do the counterclockwise spinning or just whatever feels comes to heart, you know, in the moment? Well, we do something we call the dance of the directions. And um, I think it is on the Sunray website. Okay. Um, it's very simple. And you can, when you're making your offering, you spin right. And when you are listening, you spin left. Okay. Um. Uh, well, then I would invite anyone that would like to join in on this Sunday, I guess on the following total four Sundays, the following three Sundays, too, then at 8 a.m., um, join in a, a rain appreciation uh, of love and appreciation for water and, and its abundance. Yes. Thank you. All right, we have, uh, Lars has written in a question in Germany. He writes, thank you so much for your inspiration. I'd like to ask you in which way sacred geometry can help us to transform thought forms of separation. I have started to use some tools like Metatron's cube, and I feel more centered within my heart. And I would like to ask, in which way is it best to use them? Love and blessings. The geometric forms, they reveal the dance of forms arising from the subatomic particles that are lining, uh, becoming molecules. We understand from the one circle, then rising the tetrahedron, then the double tetrahedron, the octahedron, the duodecahedron, the acosahedron. So each of these forms has a lesson. 
So the cube represents uh, our place upon the earth. The cube is about physical manifestation of potential. And so indeed, to, to study and to create uh, the geometric shape. So beginning with the first of five platonic solids and then uh, extending them even to steviated versions, then one has a sense either by observing or sitting within such structures, has a sense of body-mind's uh, constant reformation. So yes, it gives a wonderful way to understand and also to transform and transmute. So then you can explore a bit with um, the pyramid shape and the double tetrahedron, it is quite uh, revealing about above and below. So you're you're on your way for uh, incredible journeys within. Yes, thank you. And we have Rob raising his hand here. Oh, hey, it's good to good to talk to you again. I love your voice; it's so beautiful. And um, my question is about uh, illness. You mentioned that earlier, and lately I seem to have gotten like a a case of the chills a lot, whereby I'm I'm cold and then I'm hot and things like that. I'm wondering if there's any written process you might suggest I do about the cause or any message that is wanting to give me any prayers you might suggest. Um, well, certainly the first thing you want to do is to um, have a physical checkup to check that your body is well supported mm-hmm. by whatever it needs. Mm-hmm. Then Look at your diet. How may you uh, strengthen the immune system through diet? And then you look at your environment. Where are you living? Are you living near um, high um, electromagnetic frequency uh, fields? And uh, and if I am living near high electromagnetic fields, uh, is there something you suggest that I do to counteract that? Yes. Um, actually creating um, a pyramid, a small pyramid, uh, there's a site, read about organ energy. Argon? Organ, O-R-G-O-N. O-R-G-O-N, energy. Yeah. And that will ameliorate uh, some of um, 
the, the frequencies in the environment. And then in terms of your uh, body-mind is also uh, looking at are you at a moment of change? Do you want to change something in a big way? Uh, are you giving yourself the impulse to do something very differently? So it's a good time for a dialogue with yourself. And uh, you can, if you live near the water, the river, or the sea, uh, observe the dance of light upon the water as a way to uh, relax the mind that you may clearly access the information that is arising within. Okay. And to be appreciative, thankful. And if you have any animosity or anger or unresolved issues with other folks, um, forgive them and establish clear parameters of right relationships so there does not arise again uh, such uh, experience. Okay. First see a doctor. Um, check to see what's going on. Um, work with your diet and eliminating diet where you can help your body uh, eliminate uh, what it no longer needs. So that means uh, extra greens, green drinks, pumpkin seeds, uh, uh, as much organic food as possible, and then your place, check where you're living uh, in case there are um, electromagnetic fields that are disturbing to you, maybe as simple as moving your bed. Um, and observe your heart. Listen to your heart what is arising. And all of this is supported by appreciation that you have a body-mind to observe and you're in a place where it's possible to do so. Got it. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much for your teachings and all that you do to support not only us but any other of your students or any any anybody else on this great planet. Oh, you're welcome. We all came here for a reason. <laughs> exactly, yes. Sometimes it takes um how should I say? I think Wayne Dyer says uh he, what did he say? He, he says something about bliss. Uh, your bliss has to find you, or something like that. I forget what he, what he, uh, what he says. But he says we're all born geniuses, but the process of life degeniuses us, and we have to regenius ourselves and find our bliss. I think that's that's what he says. Yes. <laughs> Sounds good. 
Great. All right. We are <clears throat> coming to our time here. And I would like to mention, uh, if I may just take a moment to uh, speak about Venerable Summer Seminar. So uh, this summer, Venerable, as she does each summer, offers a week-long seminar, and people can participate either in the first three days or all seven days. It takes place at the Peace Village in Vermont. And so this year it begins July 3rd, the day before the 4th of July. And it begins that weekend, so you can do that weekend, or you can do the whole week, July 3rd through 9th. And uh, her title this year is Dancing in the Circle of Life, Birthing the Mystic's Clear Insight. So uh, for those who might be curious about what these week-long seminars or the weekend part are like. Uh, Venerable, may I just say a few words about it? Oh, please. So I've gone a number of times, and I'll be there this summer. Very much looking forward to it. It is the ideal time, of course, to be in Vermont and the Peace Village's sacred land. It's, uh, it's certainly an energy vortex. My personal choice is I enjoy camping there. And uh, the facilities are helpful. There are showers. There's a kitchen uh, to cook in, or you can cook other methods, of course. So there's that option. There are many bed and breakfasts in the area that are absolutely lovely. It's a wonderful, beautiful <laughs> place to spend time in. There's the the river and waterfalls and just it's completely 100% a feast for the soul, feast for the eyes. And then on top of all that wonder in nature and beauty, there is the extraordinary healing, nourishing, uh, soul-expanding teachings that Venerable offers. And anyone at any level can come and enjoy uh, as you know, Venerable really speaks to everyone right where they are in the most perfect way. We all wonder how she does it. <laughs> and uh, I have to say that it is the most expansive and nourishing thing that I do, that I know of, uh, where I can go and participate with others. It's a beautiful community. It's an intimate time to be with Venerable and to receive the teachings, which are more and more expansive each year. We learn the dance of direction, so if you don't know that dance, you can learn that dance and, and do it with others. It's part of our practice that we do, and there's wonderful periods of deep meditation, and everything is available for everyone, like I said, at all levels, so the beginning student or the advanced student. Uh, some people come for the first time. Some people come for the 20th time. And uh, it's just a, a really happy, nourishing gathering of like-minded souls and summer celebration in uh, Lincoln, Vermont, with Venerable. So I really encourage people to enroll. Of course, you can uh, read more about it at Beauty Way Productions, Venerable site. It is the summer seminar, and uh, there's also the live stream option 
as well. So you can get the teachings on the live stream and uh, then you'll have them for your permanent record. Uh, but there's nothing compared to being there in person. So anything else you'd like to add about this summer, Venerable? Yes. The idea of birthing the mystic, it is an opportunity to recognize the wisdom being that one is and also to integrate mother wisdom and father's skills through a joyous heart. Um, it is um, a deep practice and it is a direct perception of all of creation within and that which we, the beloved we seek is actually right here within right now. Yes. So you can register and learn more at beautywayproductions.com and... Hopefully, I'll see you there this summer. <laughs> I look forward to seeing you here in the Green Mountains, a most wondrous place. So, these words, I know they are tickling you, and they will remind you of the wisdom that is your natural state. And may, from this conversation, may there arise ever more skillful activities that reveal joy, joy, and more joy. May all beings and this and all worlds benefit from our exploration. May we all recall our natural state, this luminosity. And I'd like to share the long life prayer. Emanation of rainbow light, Dharma wisdom, three fires bright, guide upon the beauty road, calling all to see, crystal reflection, boundless compassion, caller of four winds, wise grandparents, seven sisters, May your mission be accomplished. May we assist you in the light. May you receive many blessings and live a long, good life. We thank you, Dahani Oahu, gift to the people, great mystery, great lady of the Buddha families who holds the secret Vajrayana in the lotus grove of the teachings of the practice lineage. You are the glory of the Buddha's teachings and of sentient beings, blessed of the Vajra Dakini. May your life, Dahani Oahu, ever remain firm and long. Wado. Wado. See you in the light. See you in the light. <laughs>